0: you've found hungry for apples podcast a listening space for the energy aware human with your host Fern. visit FARN's website at faern.me. you can also find us on social media tiktok youtube and instagram mystic Fern, so it's mystic underscore Faren and hungry for apples podcast thanks for listening grab an apple and enjoy the show up, how's it going? Thank you for choosing Hungry for Apple's podcast to listen to today. I know I said I was going to do a yogic approach episode next, but with everything that's going on right now, I just didn't feel comfortable for a number of reasons. Let me just, let me just explain. So it's not like things haven't been going on, like a lot of things for years now. But the most current wave has me feeling a bit sideways. I mean, I was already going through a most major recalibration. I know that sounds so weird to say it that way, but it was a very large, it is a very large recalibration. Let's just put it that way. But this last month has been just feeling more of everything. And it might even be longer than a month. So I'm speaking energetically and all of that. So emotions coming up, things coming up that need to be worked on, inner work, outer work, all of that. As somebody that i actually, you know what? I'll, pretty much anybody I'm in contact with right now is saying that they've been highly triggered or something has been happening every every day. Every single person has been saying something like that. And then on top of that, there's whatever's going on in their city or their state, because, as we know, if you're paying any attention, there's something somewhere nearby. So on a personal note, while I'm aware this is ultimately helping me in a pretty major way, it gave me a chance to want to step back some step back from all the research and the presentation that I've been going through and what I wanted to do was look at a more lighthearted topic. I got really surprised at how strangely difficult that was to do, to find something lighthearted, which made me wonder, are people robbed of their joy right now have I been robbed of my joy right now now don't get me wrong I'm a pretty serious person I understand that my sense of humor has a tendency to be on the dry side but I have always had this driving interest in some way shape or form whether you knew me as a photographer as an artist as a student there's always this very specific pull towards something. And I'm not talking about consciousness and spirituality. I'm talking about the act of doing things, the draw to create something, to write something, to do all of that. And for almost a year now, I have lost that connection. And the times that I tried talking about this, uh, people would say, "Oh, you're depressed or something." It's not that. I know what that feels like. This is like a void, right? And it, this has been going on for a very long time. I've tried inserting different things, testing things out, and I obviously have done something about it because I'm speaking about it. That's another thing that you need to do. You need to know about me if you're listening to these podcasts is I don't like to bring things up until I've gone all the way through them and then I can speak about them comfortably and frankly. So you might hear a story about something that sounds very recent, which might actually be 10 years old, for example. So basically what I'm saying is this is new for me to not be interested in anything at all. It very much tells me it, it feels too much what, like they, what they say hopeless feels like. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's so hard to speak about. It's such a strange thing. But I believe this is the representation for me and my system of what would be considered hopeless. And I'm not saying that I'm hopeless. I'm saying that's what it feels like. That's the sensation. So, and when you're in this space, you, you know, you want to be careful because, or at least this is the, this is the conclusion I came to. If you're in a space that you can identify as hopeless and you stay there, you're going to lose track of the things that you know to your core, your, your intuition, your inner knowing, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. You lose track of that and things that you used to know become, become beliefs, right? So there's a the different type of distance between you and whatever that thing is. Basically, what happens is that it becomes further and further away from what you consider to be your reality. Yes, absolutely. Things suck sometimes. But carrying that around with you all of the time isn't going to help anyone plus you may may lose hope like I said so if you carry that around you might end up in this zone that I've been describing right and I feel as though for the past few years it's been very easy to enter that space I mean pandemonium and all No no, no sarcasm there right But I feel as though the longer people were separated from their community, the more idealism has worked their way into how they kind of view their lives. Now, I'm saying this as an outsider because I don't necessarily have the idealism thing, but I am struggling to... make a particular jump or you know shift if you will and I have a feeling it has to do with this collective thing so if you concentrate on only what is going wrong that is where the issue is right and if you spend all this time alone you may not even realize that you're doing it okay that's one thing and I'm definitely not saying to ignore what's going on in the world around you, because that is going to become a, a safety issue, to be honest, and it's not going to help anybody's um, well-being, that's for sure. But, but if you do understand that you're, I mean, if you're in a, poor, in a situation that's very challenging and you're not safe, that's a totally different thing, okay? I'm talking about your average person that's still going to work and trying to function in, I mean, I don't want to use the word dystopian because that's way further along than anything that I um, than I understand. But I can sense that most people that I speak to are seeking this other un... Are not definable aspect in their lives. And I'm going to say that is community. Now, people say, well, there's community everywhere. Yeah, but are people interacting with community or are they just having a chit-chat on the street and that's it? Do they actually know what's going on in their neighborhood? Right now, I don't know. I'll be honest. I used to be very in tune with what was going on around me in my neighborhood. Now, I'm not so in tune. So just using myself in it as an example, that disconnect from the people directly around me definitely adds to the amplification of what I'm talking about. This loss of connection, this this undefinable thing that everyone seems to be looking for. And it seems to be kind of smashing together really easily. And what I mean by that is the idealism that I was talking about, if that isn't what you see out there and you take that personally then that is what the new whole new-age toxicity preys upon because what are you gonna do you're trying you're gonna go into the law of attraction or something or other and you're gonna get part of the information and you're gonna try and go to work on that and it's going to just draw you right back to where you are and I And I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I'm saying that 95% of the information that's out there is missing some really important components. So I'm just using it as an example, though. That mixing with the idealism is definitely a, a joy robber, right? So that's what we're talking about. What is going on that is causing people to disconnect from that joy possibility now obviously this isn't everybody but i am going to say that this is happening in the more spiritual groups i see this happening where there's a lot of sadness moving through i mean it could be astrology i'm not an astrologer i don't want to talk about that but it does usually have something to do with that but on top of that i feel as though we're Unintentionally robbing ourselves of a little bit of this access to joy by carrying around all of our problems, or not necessarily our problems, even just the newest news article that we look at, or the newest video of an unfortunate place in the world, right? I'm not saying that those things aren't important. They're extremely important. I I can't stress that enough. But... There's only so much that an individual can do, right? And if you can't communicate with your community, then you can do even less. And most of the time, the people that effectively communicate with their community, communicate with their community. There's so many C's and M's. Anyhow, they're happy people. They're joyful. There's something feeling them that is, you know, unidentifiable the joy and it is kind of like a draw they're drawn to have that communication so for a second just think about it can you immediately identify what would bring a smile to your face can you identify the things that you like to do I've gone through so much shift and change over the past few years that honestly, I didn't have that ability because new things were needed to be new. I needed to find them. So if you've gone through a lot of change or you're not finding those things, you have to keep looking. But you can also go back to things that you possibly have avoided in the past. So after a period of serious change, especially if it's a rather lengthy one, it's imperative to reapply joy, on your supply in new ways, as I was just saying, or possibly ways you've avoided in the past. That's what I did. And that's what I was saying for a second ago. Um, Things I've avoided, Kirtan. I love kirtan. I've always loved mantra, music, um, harmonium, Krishna Das, Bhagavan Das, everything forever since before I found myself on the yoga mat. But to put myself in a kirtan group, to participate, was for some reason this other foreign thing, right? And it's not that I didn't have access. I had access to amazing things, okay? I chose to avoid those and to go with that avoidance. And here I am, I don't know how many years later, and Kirtan is the thing that is assisting me in reapplying joy in my life right now as we speak. It is the thing that I found. And obviously, there's a lot of other things to... Um, Ayurvedic things have been helpful to me. I can go through list some other time. Um, but Kirtan, 100% top of the list. And I uh, 100% avoided it when I had 100% access. So that's also very interesting to me because I can say with experience, not just from an idea, that the thing that is helping me the most I actively avoided for years which again I always am so interested in things like that so this brings me to this week's helpful quotes and sayings it just brings me to the segment beautifully so we're just going to move right into it I am reading from a book that I've read from before, it is Be Here Now and everybody knows this book. Some people attribute it to Ram Dass, he did make it happen, so we can go with that. I'm reading from page 95, he who clings to the void and neglects compassion, does not reach the highest stage. But he who practices only compassion does not gain release from the toils of existence. He, however, who is strong in the practice of both, remains neither in samsara nor in nirvana. He neither remains in the void nor in the world. Basically, this is the kind of balance that I, th- I believe everybody's looking for. And often we end up leaning on one side or the other. We become accustomed to the side that we choose, whether it's avoidance or, or whether it is giving, giving, giving or not giving, not giving, not, not giving. Whatever it is, if you're on one side or the other, you become extremely accustomed to it, and that becomes a programming that you run by. And, and this becomes very subconscious. So have you possibly considered this? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if people consider this. It's exactly what I've been saying. Things that can bring you the fullest joy are possibly being actively avoided. That's what I'm saying about kirtan. I can see that in people that just want to try out art or they just want to try out um, going to the beach, for example, or going on a hike or, geez, drinking more water, trying turmeric milk, whatever it is. Those things that you avoid for whatever reason that you can't even identify, the chances are pretty high that those are going to bring you a good amount of joy. Now, if you're avoiding them because you're allergic to something or if you have medical issues, you don't go against those things. But outside of that, basic safety involved, take a look at the things that you are avoiding. So I've had this experience many times, as I mentioned, with Kirtan. Um, and all of this inner programming that, you know, at first I didn't understand how far back it got programmed, right? And I, you don't have to dig all of this up. I mean, I'm a proponent of that inner work, that dark shadow work, all of that stuff. But you don't have to do that in order to find joy. Just notice which things you're using as a trigger I'm using that word as an avoidance trigger okay because you might be so accustomed to doing something that you don't even realize you're avoiding something else while you're doing this other thing now I know I've read um from The War of Art a few times by Stephen Pressfield. In fact, I probably read from it last time. But as far as we're talking about this avoidance, avoidance and resistance to me are extremely similar, if not the same. If you notice that you're avoiding something, you're resisting something that's attached to that, you know, that kind of thing. But I want to read page 25 and we'll end here. So we're in The War of Art, we're on page 25 by Stephen Pressfield. Resistance and self-dramatization. Creating soap opera in our lives is a symptom of resistance. Why put in years of work designing a new software interface when you can get just as much attention by bringing home a boyfriend with a prison record? Sometimes entire families participate unconsciously in a culture of self-dramatization. The kids fuel the tanks, the grown-ups arm the phasers, the whole starship lurches from one spine-tingling episode to another, and the crew knows how to keep it going. If the level of drama drops below a certain threshold, someone jumps in to amp it up. Dad gets drunk, Mom gets sick, Janie shows up for church with an Oakland Raiders tattoo, It's more fun than a movie, and it works. Nobody gets a damn thing done. Sometimes I think of Resistance as a sort of evil twin to Santa Claus, who makes his round house to house, making sure that everything's taken care of. When he comes to a house that's hooked on self-dramatization, his ruddy cheeks glow, and he giddy-ups away behind his eight tiny reindeer, He knows there will be no work done in that house. Now, as I said before, I'm not saying ignore important things going on in your life and around you, but there's absolutely no reason to dwell on things that you cannot do anything about. There is absolutely no reason for you to allow everything that's going on around you to take away whatever little bit of joy you are starting to bank for yourself. Even if it's a crumb, protect that crumb like your life depends on it right now and see if you can keep adding. Try a new thing, listen to a new type of music, shake out the body, do some breathing. Don't even do a breath exercise. Don't do any more yoga. None of that stuff. That's not the stuff that I'm talking about. Just breathe deeply. Go outside. Look at the sky. Take some breaths. Notice how it feels. That's it. Don't practice it. Don't create a system. Don't journal about it. I mean, you can if you want to. If you think you'll like that, do it. Please be my guest. But definitely don't create a practice uh, around you and lack. What you're doing here is creating a bank. You're creating your foundation in a sense. It's like a pool of nectar that you're going to dip into every time. You need some support for yourself from yourself. And with that, I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. This has been Hunger for Apple's podcast and have a great week. Bye. Alrighty, that's the end of our show. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe everywhere you find podcasts and visit FAIN on her website, fairn.me. You can also find us on social media, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, Mystic Fern, so it's Mystic Underscore Fern and Hungry for Apples Podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. Bye now.